Welcome to the STEM Teacher Podcast. I'm your host, John Van Dusen. This is episode 57, Restaurant STEM. We've all been in the restaurant where we've seen kids being a little unruly, and we can't always say that it's their fault. We ask them to sit quietly in a booth with nothing to do and expect them to not make noise or not wiggle or not move around. So I wanted to do a podcast that talks about six different things you can do with your kids to keep them engaged at a restaurant and possibly learn something, some STEM type activities. Now, before I get into those six, I will mention that screens are always an option. If you've listened to this podcast longer than a few episodes, you'll know that screens are not my favorite go-to, but I do understand they have a place. And if you go to episode 33, Screen Time STEM, you may get some ideas of things that you can put in front of your child in an iPad or a phone that are screen related. And there's also some restaurants, I believe, Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings and Applebee's. There may be others that have screens available. You can pay your bill. You can do your ordering. And they also have games on there, sometimes for a small fee that can be added right to your check. So screens are always an option. However, I'd like to give you some more options other than putting a screen in front of your child. So the first three involve paper. A lot of times there will be activity sheets on the back of the kids menu or the kids placemat. But even if there isn't, if you have some paper and a crayon or a pen or a pencil, I have three things that you can do with your kids. Number one, you can play tic-tac-toe. And I will tell you, I am a self-proclaimed expert at tic-tac-toe. When I was a teacher at Launce, in order for students to clear out of my room with their planners, instead of signing it, I would play a game of tic-tac-toe with them. I should do a video on tic-tac-toe. But there's really only a few different moves you can make with tic-tac-toe. And if you've never played tic-tac-toe before, it's super easy. You make what the kids these days would call a hashtag, and you take turns with X's or O's filling in, trying to get three in a row, either up and down, side to side, or diagonally. Again, I've met people who haven't played tic-tac-toe, but generally it's a it's a staple game. So play tic-tac-toe with your kids. You can play you know, a hundred games in just a few minutes uh, on the back of your placemat. So tic-tac-toe, that's number one. Number two is a game called Dots and Boxes. So what you do is you make dots in in an array of, say, four by five or five by five. You can go bigger, you can go smaller based on the, the age of your kids. And you take turns making lines in between the dots. And every time you complete a box, you put your initial in there, and then you get to go again. So there's a lot of strategy involved. And for younger kids, it might not work out that well. But as they get a little older, like I think James, he's eight, he would probably be on the lower end of really being able to figure this out. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to connect lines and sometimes you're willing to give up boxes to your opponent knowing that when they make that last move, they're going to have to give you more. So that's a really fun game. There's a lot of YouTube videos about how to play dots and boxes, but you can you can figure it out just from this podcast. Make, make an array of dots, make it four wide by four tall, and just take turns making lines in between. And every time you make a box, put your initial in it. And at the end, whoever has the most boxes wins. So the third one that we do with paper is make a maze. So mazes are not as hard as you would think they are to make. Um, I generally start with the start, the beginning, and then I make the correct route to the place. And then I build 
the dead ends and the loops and everything else that doesn't work. So for some reason, my son loves mazes. So I will make a maze and then let him solve it. And then sometimes I can get him to make a maze and then I'll solve it. So mazes are just fun. Good, quick way to pass the time while you're waiting at the restaurant. So number four, five, and six are going to be things that you do not need a pen and a pencil for. However, they'll be a little more chaotic. So if you can handle it, they can be a lot of, a lot of fun. So first off, number four, make estimates of the items on the table. So most tables will have a like a small carousel with the salt, the pepper, the ketchup, mustard, sugar packets, jelly, butter, those types of things. So have your child make estimates of how many sugar packets there are, how many butter packets there are, how many jelly uh, containers there are, and then see how close they were. And then if there's a lot of them, you can take just a small portion of them, have your child or you hold some under your hand and just flash it to them. So show them for maybe a second or two and then have them make an estimate, kind of like a guessing game. And you can talk about the difference between an estimate and a guess where an estimate is an educated guess. So you can do estimating with all of those different things. Number five, you can take those items, the sugar packets, the jellies, the butters, and you can try to make bridges over things and you can stack them. You can uh, make them so they're leaning against each other. You can use the salt shaker. You can do all these different things. Menus can get a little upsetting just because they're so big most of the time. But if they're small menus, like a dessert menu or a drink menu, you can also use those to try to build bridges um, over a water glass if you're really brave um, or over, say, your silverware rolled up in a napkin. So that's number five is to build a sugar packet bridge. Uh, number six, this is very specific to restaurants who give you, say, chips and salsa or some kind of chips before the meal. And again, it's a little more chaotic, but if you can do it, try to stack as many chips as you can on top of each other or try to make the tallest chip tower you can. So that's another fun STEM activity. Again, this is restaurant STEM. If you have other items, please tweet me at Mr. Underscore JVD with some of these ideas. Otherwise, this is going to be a quick one today. And we're talking restaurant STEM. We talked about three things you can do if you have paper and pen or pencil or a crayon. The first one was play tic-tac-toe, which is always fun unless you beat your kid all the time and then they get upset. That's my son. I beat him at tic-tac-toe all the time, and then he gets upset at me. Uh, number two, you can play dots and boxes. Takes a little more time, a little more brain power, but it is still a lot of fun. And number three, make some mazes. You can make mazes on the paper with the pencils, or you could even use those sugar packets, which leads into number four, where we make estimates of the items on the table, whether that's sugar packets, butter, jelly, all different kinds of things. Uh, number five was make those sugar packet or jelly bridges. You can use the creamer cups. You can stack them. You can try to make them go across uh, your silverware and just make different types of bridges. And number six was the chip stack challenge. See how many chips you can stack up or how tall you can make them or if you can make them into some kind of sculpture. So that's going to do it for the STEM teacher podcast Episode 57, Restaurant STEM. This is John Van Dusen asking you to keep an open mind, try to learn something new every day. You've been listening to the STEM Teacher Podcast, hosted by John Van Dusen, available on your favorite podcasting app. 
You can also see more on Twitter at Mr. Underscore JVD, on Instagram at Mr. Underscore JVDUSEN, or email John at stemteacherpodcast at gmail.com.